Hey guys, welcome to the Bookkeeper Basecamp podcast. This show is for virtual bookkeepers who are starting, growing, and scaling online bookkeeping businesses. I'm your host, Kimberly Stevenson. Let's dive in and see what we're talking about in today's episode. Hey there. Welcome back to the Bookkeeper Basecamp podcast. This is episode number 45, and I'm so excited to be spotlighting one of my clients in our group coaching and business development program, The Incubator. For those of you who may not have heard about it before, The Incubator is a coaching container where I help emerging virtual bookkeepers develop their business strategy and marketing plans, design their long-term goals for scaling, and overcome the mindset trash that often accompanies you on that journey. Amira Scott is one of our founding members, so we've been working together for a little while, and she's had some pretty incredible business breakthroughs during that time period. And like so many of you out in podcast land, Amira is building her business in parallel with her demanding corporate nine-to-five job. And you guys know how challenging that can be, right? So on this week's episode, that's what Amira and I are chatting about. We discussed some of those challenges, the ones she expected and the ones that seemingly came out of nowhere, and what she does to get around the obstacles when they come up. As for her business, Amira is the founder and CEO of Mindful Cashflow, a boutique financial services firm where she helps both small businesses and million-dollar companies be more mindful about their finances. By using mindfulness tools and resources, she has helped clients change the trajectory of their financial livelihood. Amira uses a holistic approach and serves her clients fully by offering virtual bookkeeping, cash flow management, and money mindset techniques to help them reach their goals faster and sooner. Before we closed out this episode, we spent some time talking about what she's accomplished and loves about being a part of the founding member cohort for Bookkeeper Evolution, the Incubator. So if you're on the fence about joining us when the doors reopen, you definitely want to hear what Amira has to say. Okay. Let's go take a listen to this week's installment of the Bookkeeper Basecamp podcast with Amira Scott of Mindful Cashflow, and I'll see you on the other side of the episode. Hey, Amira, how are you? Hello, I am good. It's so good to talk to you. Yes, ma'am. It's always good to talk to you. Yeah, thank you for doing this. I appreciate you agreeing to come on and have a nice little chit chat with me. It, I guess it's at the time of this recording, you guys, we are, um, it, it's early in the morning and I haven't had coffee yet. <laughs> Amira, have you had coffee? I have not. I've had a couple bottles of water, but no, nothing hot yet. <laughs> okay, so we we uh, need to agree that both of us, when we're done with this recording, the first thing yeah. we'll do is go grab a hot cup of coffee so we can make yeah. it through the rest of the day, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much again. Um, when we introed you before um, we we started the podcast, we share with our audience a bit about you, but I always love to give my guests an opportunity to share in their own words Mm -hmm. uh, about themselves and their business. So why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and tell us about your business? Sure. So mindful cash. So my name is Amira Scott. My my business is Mindful Cashflow LLC. Why Mindful Cashflow? And I had to really think about that because 
it's not like a typical accounting firm name or bookkeeper name. It's it's kind of broad in a sense. You're like, my cash flow, like, what is that? So that right there is a trick to say, hmm, what is she doing? What is she about? That's kind of like the lore, I would say, because mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out what is it. And when I started out, honestly, I had been doing like financial, I guess, literacy, if you will, just personally, pretty much all my adult life. I just didn't call it that. It wasn't a thing. It was just like I was good with managing money. And people believe what I said and it worked. (laughs) That always helps. I mean, it's like, yeah, like it worked. So they listened to me. So it just kind of evolved over the years, personal struggles, um, separation of a single mom for a while. So you got that separation, divorce. Uh, Yeah, I got to figure that part out. (laughs) Um, And just navigating it. It wasn't until I had a temp assignment when actually... One of the jobs that I was at, they folded and of course everybody lost their jobs and I was on a temp assignment and the per- the manager noticed how good I was in QuickBooks. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to do a reconciliation for something. And like my assignment was supposed to be up. I was supposed to be there while this girl was on vacation for two weeks. It ended up being probably two months because I just kept finding stuff because I just kept being good at stuff. And a manager was like, you should think about being a QuickBooks advisor. Or something. And I was like, I didn't even know that that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay. So I looked into that and because I've used it before, never thinking it would, you know, it would lead to anything. And then I was at a women's retreat and there was um, someone who spoke to me and was like, you should have your own business. I can help you with your website, this, that, or whatever. So between the QuickBook advisor thing, QuickBooks advisor thing, and that, it was like, okay, maybe there is something to this. And I knew someone, and I had did a, a, um, a temp assignment with a lady who, she's an accounting firm, um, CPA firm, and she had like multiple clients, like probably hundreds of clients that we were doing um, bookkeeping for. That was mm-hmm. the first time I had experienced that because before I was in corporate. So that was corporate and government contracting. So to see it on that scale, it was like, oh, people do this? It's a thing? Like, okay. And one of the ladies who was there, she that was one of her clients. She had her own set of clients. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I guess this is a thing. Maybe I can do this. They're using QuickBooks. Okay, I know how this goes. Really didn't do too much with it. Like got the website, kind of, I just played around with this. It was like 2015, I think 28. And people started to know what mm-hmm. I was doing because I'm mm-hmm. talking and they know what I do and keep asking questions. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I think 2018 is when I got my first client and we went through a lot. She was using Waze, Wave, what is it called? That's just a shame. I don't even know what it's called. Wave. Is it? Yeah. Uh-huh. That one. And uh-huh. totally screwed so it up. Very, a very simple system, right? Simple enough to mess up. <laughs> 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 I'll put it that way. 
simple enough for her to be like, I think I did something wrong because okay. it duplicated. So it was a big haul with her to get her out of that, figured out into QuickBooks or whatever. So she became my first client and she still is my client to today. But it was from that that I learned like, okay, you know what? I like this. I like mm-hmm. because I've always talked to people. I've always done workshops, seminars or whatever on money management, however you want to call it. And then piggybacking that over to the business side and working with her and just all of the experience that I've had, I'm like, I want to do this. I want to do this for, I really wanted to do it for people of color because I started to see just how behind the ball we are as business owners when it comes to managing our finances. And I'm just, I want to see anybody succeed financially, whether it's personal or business. Like that's just really my wholehearted. Like I really want to see people succeed, mm-hmm. especially in business. We do a lot. We we have these great ideas, but when it comes to the finances, it's not so good. Okay. And I want your great to be great, like a for real great. Not like I'm great, but then I got this over here. Like mm-hmm. I want it to all be great. So I really do have a desire to see um, entrepreneurs, small businesses just do good in their finance. And I like numbers. Like I like figuring it out. I like trying to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. So mindful cash flow though, um, the mindfulness I did um, a couple of years of a, a cohort kind of uh, class with someone who introduced the concept of money emotions. Mm-hmm. And I went through that for two years. And anybody who knows me, if I talk about money, you're going to hear me talk about money emotions. Like it's just in me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about it. And the more I under understood it for myself, where mine were, the more I was being able to hear someone else's issue mm-hmm. and maybe pinpoint where their money emotion is or whatever. And it's really like the mindset. And I see it, whether it's personal or business. It's the mindset behind why you do what you do. So is that how you define, is that what money emotions are? Can you quickly help our audience yeah, understand so money exactly emotions. what that is? Yeah, absolutely. So money emotions could be a perfect example. I have a girlfriend client who um, growing up, she was the oldest of three, kind of in poor family situation. Whenever it came time for them to get new shoes, she could never get new shoes. It was mm-hmm. always her sister's. She always had to get like hand-me-downs or whatever. So that trauma triggered when she had that silent vow, that inner vow that said, when I get my own money, I'm going to buy all the shoes I want to buy. So fast mm-hmm. forward, she's an adult. She's making money. She's splurging on shoes. She buying every shoe that she wants. Okay. However, it got her in debt. Okay. And when she started to do the work on herself, she realized, okay, why am I in debt? And then it was like, why do I have the shoe fetish? It's not to say that anything's wrong with it, but it's the why behind it. Mm-hmm. Oh, because when I was younger, I could never get any shoes. So now that I got money and I'm older, I'm going to get it. But it put me in debt. So is that how you... Um... Is that how you connect with clients? Are you talking to potential clients that are having, do they recognize that they have these money traumas or that they need to better understand what's behind their spending habits? Um, And I know that 
um, you mentioned mindful cash flow. You mentioned the personal, the personal side and the business side. Um, and and you and I have worked together for long enough for me to know that you do still help clients in both of those, both of those areas, right? And so, primarily when you're working with new clients or or um, searching and connecting with potential clients, are you talking to people about their personal finance and the tra- the the struggles that they're having on that side? Or are you doing a bit of both? How's that working for you? I started out that way and realized <laughs> I don't have the capacity for it. Like it's a lot. It's a whole lot mm-hmm. to, to deal with one person, especially if it's on a personal finance level with their money emotions and stuff like I would have to like I would have to have a whole team and put a whole program together and I could do it I I just need the the resources I'll put it that way because right. I just did a boot camp earlier this year at a church a three-week boot camp and I t- of course we'll talk about money emotions well I got like two people wanting to sign up and it's like oh shoot you know so <laughs> And you haven't you haven't actually fleshed out the idea for a course or a program or anything like that. But I but I can like I I can I I need to I can definitely do it. But I'm starting to see that even with my business clients, how I'm starting to see how that plays a role in even in, in our interaction, even in getting me back the spreadsheet that I need, even in the 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 looking at the profit and loss and having the conversation and how they respond. So Uh I really want to get to the point where even in my um, my business and maybe even my intake form, weaving in that money emotion piece, whether it's a question that's not so obvious, but obvious to me, just to bring that in, because I feel Uh like it's a, it'll bring a holistic approach to it. Like I'm not, and that's what distinguishes me from other people. I'm not just doing your books go about your way, you know, whatever. Like it's really an investment into why, because if you're, you're making money and your business is growing, mm-hmm. that's good. Um, but what has changed? Mm-hmm. You know, we see a lot of people who make money, but they still have poor spending habits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They still have this, or they may have that thing where I've never had this much money before. So I'm not going to spend nothing. I'm going to keep it all. But I'm like, okay, well, wait a minute, because you know you can't invest. Where is that coming from that you don't think that you can spend? So it's like that kind of thing that I want to weave into my business that mm-hmm. makes me different from everybody else. I love that. I love that. And I okay, so much to unpack. <laughs> so much to unpack. So you mentioned capacity, right? So let's talk about that a little. Um, again, we've worked together, so I know I, I know a bit of your backstory, and I and hopefully it's okay for me to share. Um, but I know that your business is what I like to now call refer to as nine to five adjacent, right? You've yeah. always, I've always heard people say side hustling, and and I have no problem with the word hustle. Obviously, the, the word right. hustle is in the in my brand, but um, I like the word. I like the idea of nine to five adjacent because. Um, you have to build it when you're when you're working in a working your own business and working a nine to five job. It's important that you have harmony, right? They're always going to be bumping up against each other, and so I also know that you and I share the fact that we're both empty nesters now. You're new, more new to the empty <laughs> nester uh, situation than I am. I've been doing this now for I guess oh gosh four, five, six years, and you've been, you, I think you're 
Dear Young is just like, right? <laughs> so how when when it comes to capacity, what are some of the biggest challenges that you face, right? When when you think about, okay, I've got to pay attention to my day job, you know, during the during that time, right? I want to um render unto Caesar what is his, right? Um and but it's still hard to kind of turn off in your mind what's happening in your business so how are you what are some of the biggest challenges i'll let you answer that and just that what you said (laughs) (laughs) because i i i give my all and my attention um you know add don't let you just i can't like i gotta fool because it's too much Mm -hmm. i gotta put my attention to my job but knowing in the back of my head, I got to do payroll for this client mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. by eight o'clock. So I set reminders and things like that. But interesting, you, you asked this question because I just thought about this this morning. Like, OK, what is going to be my new routine now that I have all this time to myself? How am I going to leverage this time for my business? for learning new things? Uh, what is that going to look like? Once again, I'm on day four. <laughs> five maybe of being an empty nest and so I got maybe a couple more days to catch up on sleep but after that right because you owe that to yourself right yeah right you so. you have to celebrate in some way <laughs> right so that that is something that I, I just thought about that this morning like what is that gonna look like right How am I going to plan my days my weekends just I gotta figure it out. Well, and I, and 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 to be fair to you, again, I, I know oftentimes when we're the person that's in it, it's sometimes hard to see the yeah. progress and and the steps forward that we're taking uh, until you've had a chance to get some sleep and really right. like reflect and think about it. But I'll you know I'll say what you know my takeaway from that is is three things, right? So you mentioned routine. I think I've I've watched you. I know I've watched you over the past year or so really put some things in place that would help you with that right Um, and then you mentioned reminders setting reminders because of some of the challenges that you know um, that you have in your business you mentioned ADD and that sort of thing and so um, it's important that we have reminders put in place and we have a set routine and then the other thing that I think about is resources I know that you brought aboard, you know, you brought, you've onboarded um, at least one person, if not two, I I may be Mm -hmm. confusing you with somebody else, but I know that you brought in at least one person in the last six months to really help you do some of the things that may not be in your zone of genius, right? And that help you with that capacity, right? Because there's only so many hours in a day. Right. And so being able to recognize where we could use the additional hands and help is important. And I've seen you do that um, over the, you know, the time that you and I have been working together. So, yeah, you've you've more than earned a a few weeks whatever of sleep. But um, I I definitely think that you're doing it and I hope that you that you see that, too. So. um, So, yeah. So. So primarily you're working, it sounds like you're working mostly with business clients over the personal finance clients right now, right? And so what is it that you're looking to 
do, let's say in the next six months or a year with your, with your, when it comes to your business, like what do you want to see most happen in your business? Mostly, I really, <laughs> truth be told, I really do want to see young single mothers succeed financially. Like if I really go back, 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 that's really been, because I was one, right? Mm -hmm. And so I know the struggle. I get all of it. And like at the end of the day, if I can help a young single mother with her finances, I can help her with her life. Now, is this a, a young single mother that is interested in, in starting a business? She has a business. If so you really... So you're still pull, you're pulled to the personal side. Yeah, I, I'm. So, that's the crazy part is that I'm so pulled to the personal side, and then it's like I got this business side. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I I really would like to. I gotta get a personal side in here somewhere. I like, see. I have to. Like it's it's just in me. Like I gotta do it. Right. Um, but then there's the business side. So to be able to have something, just my business in place to where I'm servicing both. Mm -hmm. Even with like my social media, which was why it was so difficult for me in the beginning. It was like, how am I going to do this? Because it's personal and then it's business. And then you got to track your, your ideal clients. Like, how am I going to infuse? I think I got it at one point. And then it was like, okay, it was like so much going on. I had to like stop for a minute because mm -hmm. I am kind of like recalibrating, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, but I got to get that personal in there. Understood. And and I, I mean, that that's where the passion is, right? And so what I, what I oftentimes share with, clients and um, team members is that my philosophy is that we work so we can live. We don't necessarily, we shouldn't live so to work, right? I, I used to be that person who was a workaholic and worked all the time. And my sole focus was on making money, making money. Let's get this paper, secure this bag, right? But I fully understand having a particular passion and being called into purpose. And to me, it sounds like when you talk about working with young single mothers, helping them, that sounds like a calling, right? That sounds like a purpose. And I believe that your business can help prepare you and set the stage and allow you to work in your purpose, right? And so I could be wrong, but when I think about people who perhaps are, are trying to get you know on their feet or they're dealing with some challenges and things like that when in their finances, that's not where you're gonna make a huge profit. Am I right or wrong? Like, would you no, agree? I agree, you're not. Right. And so if your focus becomes if your if your major focus becomes, let me make sure I establish and set my business up to where I am making enough money and and generating enough profit that it will help support this arm of this other arm of my business where I'm where, where I'm passionate. Maybe it's a nonprofit arm of your business where you get to for the cer certain number of clients you have on the business side, you get to help and give back 
to the community to your community and say hey i've got a spot to help one or two people who fit this particular criteria and that is something that is done at a very you know minimal investment or even if it's you know certainly up to you if it's something that you gift to that person right and allows you to give back um in some sort of or form of charitable giving but i i love that you haven't given up and that you haven't closed the door you know closed your eyes and your ears to what is obviously a deep sense of purpose for you and that's what i love about being an entrepreneur right about being a a bookkeeper ceo about being in business for yourself you get to make the these decisions for yourself right when we work for these big fortune 500, Fortune 100, or, you know, Inc. 5000, whatever. When we work for these larger companies, we're building someone else's dream. Yep. Right? We're, we're, you know, laying the foundation and the bricks and all of that kind of stuff for some, for the dream of, that somebody else has. Yep. Right? But when we recognize the call on our lives and see that we have strengths and talents and abilities, to do a certain thing, right? You love, you said you love numbers, you love putting together puzzles and all of that kind of stuff. That is a gift, that is a that is a talent that not everybody has. Not everybody can stomach sitting in front of projections <laughs> and spreadsheets and you know, without feeling like they can right pass out. Like somebody bring the smelling salts because I'm about to, you know, fall over right here, right? So the fact that you have this ability, you have this skill, this this skill set. And you have this call on your life, and be, and the fact that you're you recognize that oh, yeah. is is super powerful, and and that's what I love about being in business because we get to make the decision mm-hmm. to pursue our passion, to pursue our call, and figure out how to position ourselves to do that very thing. Right? I just so. had a um, I, and I kind of I I still do it low key uh it's not mindful cash flow did such nah young lady just had a baby it's a formula shortage let me get you some not even realizing how bad this shortage was i was like yes. world i gotta go to the gerber website like it's crazy but not realizing that and i'm not toting myself but just my kind gesture she was like you don't understand i was about to have a nervous breakdown because my baby couldn't eat and I got the package and this food going to last for a couple of months. And I'm like, Ooh, okay. You're going to make me cry today. Yeah. It's because I'm just blessed to be a blessing. And I'm, I work with a, a girl um, who has a nonprofit. I'm like, why? Well, I feel like we need to be doing a book bag giveaway this weekend. Cause we did one the same weekend a couple years ago. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I missed that. Like we blessed to be a blessing. Doing something like blessed to be a blessing. It's, it's always going to get done. It might just be under the mindful casual thing, but a mirror might just go out and just do whatever. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I know we, we don't have a lot of time. And so I definitely wanted to make sure that you had some time to share um, all of the wonderful things that you shared about what's happening in your business and yeah. where, where you're going. And I can't wait to continue like to spend time with you over these next few months to help you develop those ideas yeah. and um, put together a strategic plan. Um, I know we've been working. I, I've said this a couple of times. We've been working <laughs> together for the last several months. I'm curious to know when you made the decision 
to work with a business coach. Mm-hmm. What was going on in what was going on in your mind? <laughs> what was happening at the time that you said, you know what? I'm going to bring someone else in that I can bounce ideas off of, that I can get, you know, some guidance from. What was happening for you and how did you come to that decision? I was frustrated. Like I know when I need something and I'm not getting it. And because I had, when I get all of these these downloads and all of this stuff that I want to do, but I know that I'm missing that critical part, it was just like frustration. And then trying to find the right person, that's a whole nother situation there. And so, and I understand you got to, you know, you got to pay for it. And like, I get all of that. I'm past that. I don't want to know. I know what I need. I know where I need to get to here. I'm here. I'm stuck. So when the offer came, I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. Exactly what I need. And I didn't know to the extent that I could work with you on a one-on-one. I had no clue. I was just like, I know that whatever she's given is going to help. Whatever that looks like. I don't even know, but I'm just going to go ahead and do it. So that it was a no-brainer for me. I was it was like when the student is ready, the teacher appears kind of thing. Or did I say that backwards? I don't know. <laughs> but no, I think that's right. I think right. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so the student was ready, the teacher appeared, and yeah. I love that. I love that. I know that in in the time that I've been in business, I've had several coaches and worked in different programs and, and things like that. And um there were some decisions that were easier than others, right? And so I love that it was just for you. It was it was easy. It was an easy decision. So I, I know will tell you that I did just get out of a coaching um, program. Mm-hmm. I had been in for maybe a year. It was like two two parts to it, and I had outgrown it. Mm-hmm. So when it came, when it was over, she there was an offer for something else, and I'm like. Mm, I gotta, I gotta up level. Like I can't stay here because this is not this. The the time and the money and the effort wasn't helping my business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was on the personal. But I'm like, nah, I need to switch over and I need to do something else. So it was perfect timing to just come out of that one. Yours became available. Like I said, it was a no brainer. I love it. I I love that. I love that. And and I look forward to us continuing to work together um, and helping you get even more clarity Mm -hmm. on how to really align and harmonize the two sides. And it's funny that I'm saying the two sides. For those of you who are watching um, this podcast episode on the video, you see my my hand gestures. But I'm looking at us on screen and I'm seeing us side by side. But to harmonize and to align those the two sides of your business is going to be so important in the next, you know, six months to a year. Because when you get to a certain season in life, let's call it that. call it that right when you get to a certain season in life when you've done the work to position your family to be able to go off and do their thing on their own and you know that you've trained them up the way that in the way that they should go and they're ready they're prepared 
And now you get to experience life and all that comes with it. And you still have time to live that life. You still have the energy. Your health is relatively um, in a good enough place where you get to experience all of the joys and the comforts and the um, the the benefits of all of the work that you put in. You want you want that to be a joyous time. You want that to be a good time. And you know, corporate. It's great. I'm not knocking corporate. Listen, corporate is they it's paid the bills, right? And so no no disrespect to corporate America at all, but to be at a place in your life where you can begin to make those decisions for yourself and have that level of freedom and autonomy and be able to say, you know, I I want to go visit my children who may live in a different place and spend some time out there for a little while. I can do that. Or um, I want to go on a vacation for myself or I want to go work somewhere else and I have to ask permission. Can I go and do and, you know, the pandemic has a, has created that environment for so many of us that we don't have to go into the office necessarily. So many places aren't um, requiring us to come ever come back into the office. And so especially when you work your own business, you, you make those decisions. It's like we're working today, you know, kind of thing. And so. Um, I'm excited for you in this new season in your life. Um, Thank four you. days. You can't see me, but I've been sitting here nodding my head with a big smile. <laughs> four days, five days in, like you just getting started. Like you, it, that's a time where you're figuring out, like, oh, this is what I like for me. And yeah. not having to, you know, ask someone else, what would you like to do? I mean, it's fine. Companionship is good and all of that kind of stuff. But And you don't lose that as an empty nester. But yeah. you really get to focus your attention on yourself and do things because you enjoy those things. And, yeah. and having a business that supports that lifestyle as well as allows you to walk in your in your gifting, walk into your purpose and walk in your calling, I think it's just all the better. And so I love what Mindful Cash Flow is doing. And so let me ask you this as we begin to wrap up. I know that our audience primarily is made up of other bookkeepers, other financial professionals, but there are business owners who listen to our listen to our episodes as well. And so if there's someone who's listening right now who needs help, holistic, that holistic help that, that you offer, how should they reach out to you and, um, and, and, and get in contact with you? What's the best way to connect? With you? The best way would be to go to my website, uh, mindfulcashflow.com. There's a button there where you can schedule a consultation and we can just have a chat just to see where you are, what the needs are. Um, and then, you know, draft or craft something that's specific to your needs. I love it. Um, so, yeah, that's the best way. The website. I love it. And you mentioned that you did a boot camp. I did. Are you doing more of those in Q4? I was asked, Q- to, I was asked to do it. Uh-huh. Actually, I did, too. It was a boot camp. First, I did a workshop. Uh, that was a, like a four-hour workshop. And then the a pastor who saw that I was doing that was like, hey, could you do a three-week boot camp in my church? I was like, okay. <laughs> so, I yeah, I did. I was asked to do it um, on both occasions. 
So I'm writing that down because that's something that you and I are going to talk about in one of our in our upcoming coaching calls. But I just want to make sure that our audience knows that if you're if you are open to those speaking opportunities and those training opportunities, should they reach out to you for those types of opportunities as well? Absolutely. And I will tell you, I love doing it. Okay. Okay. It doesn't matter if it's if it's local to where you are. I know you're in the um, D.C. market. Can you do those virtually as well? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. I did both of them virtual. Yeah. Okay. I love it. I love it. So again, so say the website again. And sure. mindfulcashflow.com. Okay. I love it. So you guys reach out to Amira, mindfulcashflow.com um, and, you know, connect with her, whether it's you're looking for uh, direct business services, personal services uh, for your personal finances. If you're looking for a speaker <laughs> to yes. facilitate yes. Um, a workshop or a uh, a boot camp or a, have have a need for a speaker um, at one of your functions, um, you know, for your church or your business, your organization, yes. Amira is the person uh, to reach out to. So this has been such a lovely conversation this, this Friday morning as we're recording it. <laughs> Right. So, all right. Well, I'm not going to keep you any longer. You guys, thanks so much for listening to the episode. It's always been uh, my honor and my privilege to bring great guests to you. I really just want to have good, you know, feel good conversations with my guests as we embark on this new season. So thank you so much for joining us today. As always, be proactive, be productive, be profitable, and we'll see you on the next episode. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bookkeeper Basecamp podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to rate, subscribe, and leave us a positive review. This will help other virtual bookkeepers like you find the show and learn how they can become a bookkeeper CEO too. And if you want to hear more from me, be sure to follow Spark Hustle Flow across all social media channels, or you can simply search hashtag bookkeeper base camp and don't forget you can always come hang out with us over in the free bookkeeper base camp facebook group we'd love to have you there so that's it for this episode remember as always be proactive be productive be profitable and we'll see you next time